Greater Than Your Thinking podcast with me, Lindsay Cap, and my partner, Carl Walkinshaw. Hello. <laughs> we want to talk about the subject and the topic of know yourself. What does that really mean? How do we know ourselves? So much of my work is around emotional intelligence and the courses that I have run and seen so many people change, transform because they know themselves better. They fall in love with themselves in a way that they never thought they could. They learn how to be independent of other people's acknowledgement and praise and validation. It's massive. So um, I was looking at philosophy because Carl's quite a clever dicky and he comes out... Why, thank you. <laughs> he comes out with some really profound things. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like a child in a sweetie shop, aren't I? But um, I was reading this book that says philosophy and 40 ideas. I suppose I was trying to be a little bit smart too. And uh, as I sat here and, and was investigating a chap called Socrates, and I said to Carl... Good old Socrates. <laughs> I said, who is this guy? Who is he? What What's he about? And... I, I, what, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't very well educated and I'm new to philosophy, but gosh, it's floating my boat. I mm. absolutely am blown away by the power of how can so much insight mm. that I see now be so relevant and it was stated so far, far back. It's amazing, isn't it? it when you read these ideas and they're still relevant some of the ideas are more relevant now than they even were any other time in history so yeah these dudes were like the first personal development guys you know and girls um so their ideas are really worth having a look at and then seeing how how they apply today yeah definitely but socrates come on this this guy wasn't just one of the dudes was he he was the man it's, he was the dude <laughs> it sounds like you know i i've read here the earliest and greatest of western philosophers and he summed up the purpose of philosophy is one simple phrase go on carl what's the simple phrase know thyself <laughs> In giving this motto such importance in his thought, Socrates was alluding to a big problem with being human. We normally don't know ourselves very well. Wow, that mm. is so simple but so powerful. It is and it's true, isn't it? It's, you know, you grow up and, and much of what you, you do, you just take for granted. You don't think too much. And then at some points in your life, you you know, something happens or you act in a way which you didn't expect yourself to. Mm. And you start asking yourself those questions. Wow, what sort of journey am I on here? Like, why did I behave or act in that way? Yeah. And you realize you have all these kind of unconscious instincts and impulses that are really running the show mm. that you didn't know about. 
Do you know what, Carl? I remember when I went to um, counselling for the first time. And I mean, I was just coming up to 40 years old. And when I sat in the room, and and I I was a bit of a mess, if I'm being honest, the counsellor guy turned round to me and he said you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I said, well, I'm a mom and I've got children, blah, 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 telling him a little bit about who I thought I was. And he said, can I stop you there? Who is Lindsay Cap? And it absolutely floored me that I had no idea who I was without the stories of my past. I was bringing hmm. my stories of my mum, my dad, my life, the sadness, my kids, I was a mum. All the identities had been dictated by my way of growing up, but never ever just come in the rawness of me knowing me. Yeah, well said. So when I'm reading this guy, Socrates, I mean, I didn't know anything about him. You know, I don't know a lot about philosophy, but you make it sound sexy as hell when you well, talk. Thank you very much. When you talk about it, so just just tell me why this this guy is so relevant to like emotional intelligence and the things that we do within the coaching world. How did he come about? Well, Socrates was the first original philosopher, so he's considered to be the father of philosophy. And a lot of the ideas that we now base our society on came from ancient Greece, which was like 2,700 years ago when Socrates was roaming the earth. And he also came up with a way of thinking called the Socratic method, which is very coachy because it was all based around questioning. So Socrates really was the first kind of life coach. He was a dude that went into the market squares and would enter into conversations with people and start asking them questions about their life and getting really curious and saying things like, well, why do you do that? And these people would say, well, I don't really know. And he said, well, maybe you should think about that. You know, and maybe you should think about your purpose here and what your mission is. And um, have you thought about maybe stopping what you're doing and doing something else? And people would scratch their heads and think, well, who is this guy that's just questioning everything? And so the Socratic method, this idea of constant questioning and inquiry, became the basis of scientific thought and scientific method, which was also emerging at the time. And of course, this went on to to take many, many different forms over thousands of years. People have taken the Socratic method and applied logic and different models and frames and ways of thinking, dialectical thinking. What does that mean, dialectic? The Hegelian model, so this idea that you have this, you have an initial idea like a thesis, and then you have somebody that comes up with an opposite idea, and then you have this synthesis of ideas, and so the march of ideas, the progress of history, is this constant proposition, anti-proposition, synthesis of ideas. So we, you know, and that's how we march as human beings, so we don't end up at the extremes. And so, you know, the Socratic method became the dialectical method and became uh, logic. And so these ways of thinking, these modes of thinking, if you think of them in terms of coaching frames, of which emotional intelligence is a fantastic one, emotional intelligence then offered a framework to understand your your emotions. And so it was born out of this Socratic way of being. 
God, so, you're posh. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're so posh. You know what I mean? That Socrates is <laughs> a pretty smart geezer. That's amazing. I'm sitting here like a wide mouth frog, like, wow. But it makes so much sense, and it blows my mind to think that back in ancient Greece, the, you know, the the man Socrates was saying, well, why are you thinking that? Or like the coaching questions that we do now. And when was this? How many years ago? I mean, what time were we talking? Socrates was like, I think he died in 399 BC, which is 400 years before Christ was born. Crazy. Because you say that now, like, why are you thinking that? And it's so normal. But can you imagine right back then? Yeah, exactly. And it's not like... There was other thinking going on in other parts of the world. So you had a whole bunch of stuff going on in the East. But for Europeans, mm. the birth of civilization, the idea of democracy, the idea of, you know, the city-state, the idea of even organized armies, if you like, and the organized state itself came from Greece. So many of the, those ideas we've adopted and over the years they've evolved and you end up with government, which is still based on one person, one vote, which was what democracy was based on in ancient Greece. And it was the first time that had ever been even thought of as an idea. Wow. So That's crazy. So in this book, Carl, it says here, the spotlight of consciousness usually only shines on a small part of what is really going on inside us. We are governed by forces we rarely pay attention to, like envy, anger, buried hurt, ideas from childhood that have come to frame our outlook, but that we hardly realize we possess. That is so aligned with emotional intelligence. When you first do your report and you see the 15 areas and how in balance or out of balance you are in an area, you get that first initial insight into how you be on an everyday basis within relationships and that's exactly what he's talking about now isn't it is you know the areas that are lower there's buried hurt in areas of things like impulse control when we react and we're not we're more reactive than proactive that's very much about the things that we framed as a child of how things should or shouldn't be and this, this blows my mind because it makes so much sense when we look at it in this, this way of being. So I suppose my question to you is, when you look at philosophy and look at coaching and emotional intelligence and the title, Know Yourself, over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, the insightful people are saying to you, take the time to sit and be with yourself and just sit in inquiry. Find out and ask yourself the questions, why am I reacting in this way? So, (laughs) this isn't the posh stuff like you, but... (laughs) But really... Well, it's good, it's powerful. it, It really is about... The only way that I have ever grown into knowing myself is by me becoming aware of why I've reacted a certain way 
and what is it that I'm not getting? What need am I not getting met? And do I blame somebody else for that? Or do I hold myself in ownership? And only then do I really start understanding myself and allowing change to happen. Yeah, and understanding your own power and how you how so much of our well our entire experience is created internally. Yeah. It's not coming from out there, it, like the power comes from within us. Yeah. So there's these two kind of parallel journeys that we're taking. One is this sort of exploration of our inner world, which you do through emotional intelligence and telling stories and you do so magnificently, Lindsay, in your course and, and the way you just light people up to the possibilities that they have that they haven't thought of before mm. because they've been living this idea that they're the victim of something which is happening to them instead of understanding that all of their experiences generated from within themselves. And so somebody like Socrates understood that. He understood that you had, you had a multitude of different choices about the way that you lived. You didn't have to accept the orthodoxy. He famously gave away all of his possessions and lived a pauper's life. He used to talk for free on the streets. And he was, he was always one that would say, here's another thing I can just throw away. You know, it was like he wanted to be as simple as possible because he understood that, you know, all the complexity, all the beauty was actually something which he was creating himself. And so this is, this is what's on offer when you do and start to do self-development. It's this beautiful, internal, magnificent journey of life and without really understanding the the relationship between what's going on inside you to how you're experiencing life on the outside you're really missing out on the richness and fullness um, and beauty of your own experience so in that sense self-development is is a journey not just to get better but also just to have a fuller richer experience of life generally yeah and we never really get there do we it's not a it's not a destination. It is just an everyday evolving awareness and understanding of ourselves. So I'd love to wrap that into into just a lovely little package saying take the time to invest in yourself by just being curious and just knowing that there's always some growth to be had when we just take the time to be present to the actual moment of now. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. We will be doing many more of these together and just sharing insights and wisdoms as they come in. For anybody interested in any of the work around emotional intelligence or coaching, please go to lindsaycat.com and there's much more information for you to uh, enjoy and grow from. Take care of you. Lots of love. Bye for now.